0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is the High Hopes
0: Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds. Well, without the computers. Talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP.
1: Yo! Yeah! Another edition of the IOPS podcast. Another edition, not in our normal studio,
0: Jack. <sighs> when are people going to realize? I don't
1: understand this. That
0: we are the most important thing going on at this radio. I station?
1: almost feel like not only should we be able to use our, our own studio, but they should have like a red carpet that they I lead out know. for us to walk into the studio. It's every day. crazy. Maybe, and maybe people outside cheering as we do it. Yeah. Something along those lines.
0: And yet again, doing another podcast winning two of three when they probably should have swept. yeah probably should have swept, <laughs> but uh,
1: we just asked for two or three so we'll yes. take it
0: should i should i can i give my my game of thrones comp
1: you can in one second because first jack also coming up a little bit later we got other guests all we do is guests on this show jack we're a guest podcast all now. we do is guests the first ever of a certain type of person will be on our pod today a westchester guy I was talking about a Phillies player, but yes, Westchester guy. Well, it's not really. I know.
0: You're a Westchester guy. I know.
1: So you, that, you
0: ruined it. I did. All right. I, I tanked that mightily. Later Might, on. Mightily? Mightily. You were right. Mightily.
1: You were going with it the first time. You doubt yourself.
0: Well, that's just because everyone here just always continues to put me down. So I have to <laughs> uh, always. I wonder why. I always have to pick myself back up. It's, it's just sad. It's All just right. sad. So
1: later on, Phillies player will join us, but Jack first. Phillies take two and three.
0: So let's take two or three, and let me just say something off of last night's Game of Thrones episode. Uh, Daenerys Targaryen is nothing more than Ruben Amaro Jr. Oh, just whoa! A, t- a total misuse of resources uh, and it's lack of a- lack of forward thinking. It's actually
1: a really good take, I get behind it. Less Ruben cr- maybe less Mad Queenie, yeah, than Daenerys, but I like that call. Thank you. That's a hell of a comp. That's your best Game of Thrones comp yet.
0: No problem. I like it. It's it, really proud of you, buddy. It's, the, the, uh, very frustrating watching <laughs> what is unfolding <laughs> this, this season. Um, but yeah, two or three. Um, should have it should have been a sweep. That nationals team is dog poop, like, horrible lineup. They faced. They struck out nine times against Annabal Sanchez and Jeremy Hellickson.
1: Jeremy Hellickson again. Jeremy Hellickson owns this team. What is happening? Jack?
0: He's just getting back for the fifty-two Jeremy Hellickson starts we had to watch <laughs> of him as a Philly. He just this is all. Do you think
1: they made a deal? Like part of him getting out of town was all right. When you pitch against us, we'll just take it easy. On yeah,
0: you. it's it's Let sad. You. It's crazy. Um, and like it was just. It, they The Saturday game was just, I mean, we'll get to it, but it was just infuriating. It's so, like, hey, look, when they lose, they, they lose. That's the motto of this Phillies team. Uh, when they lose, <laughs> they lose. They lose. All caps. All right. It's, well, it's a hurtful loss. We'll
1: get there. 19 and 14, though, a game and a half up on the Braves in first place. The yeah. Mets free falling. The Nationals terrible. So we'll get to the weather. The Mets least. are falling apart could have seen this in 2019
0: could have seen this in company?
1: this economy <laughs> <laughs> all right uh friday four to two victory uh obviously reads the big home run all that guy does is hit clutch
0: home runs what did he hit it off of a lefty a lefty that's all he does hit
1: lefties these days jack
0: yeah you got the fritz jinx and look I at him had... now <laughs> using my jinx towards the positive that's what we're all doing here finally jack yeah you know all right
1: uh Ikoff. five off. innings seven k's look Solid, not great, but yeah. solid.
0: And um, you know, I'm sure, I, I'm sure there's some people that confused as to why he came out. Um, but it was 87 pitches. Every one of his starts right now, it's pretty much been between 80 and 90. I think the last one was 86 or 87. Also, so I think, right I think it was 87 pitches this start. I could be wrong. No, but.
1: 87 for sure. This past one, I think the one before yeah. it was 86. So right in the same range.
0: And Gabe talked after the game how they're clearly they're monitoring how much he's throwing, which they should be. The guy, he
1: didn't play for over a year. The guy couldn't like type. Totally good with them <laughs> taking it slow with Jared. I
0: off. Yeah, and he's been great. So, yes. um, I'm, t- Listen, first game of the series, you're coming off of uh, an off day. And um, I don't know, maybe Gabe was thinking that um, there's going to be a rainout this weekend. I'm shocked that yesterday wasn't a rainout. <laughs> um,
1: I felt like they just want to get it in. They're like, you know what? The Nats are depleted. Juan Soda's not playing. Rendon's not playing. Let's play. Let's play. There's certainly
0: a reason for the Phillies to want to well, play. That That's game. what
1: I'm talking about, for the Phillies just to get it in and play. Because look, on Sunday, and we'll get to it, but they, they say there's going to be delay. And then they're like, ah, actually, let's just start. Let's roll. Let's get this in.
0: It was crazy because I got yeah. in my car on Sunday and I was like, there's no way they're playing a baseball That's game. What I was, I said. First off, I was furious. I had to go to work because like, they're not even going to play. Yep. And then they started on time and go mid. Anyway, so <laughs> so, so Friday, uh, I cost breakdown 40, 30, 30, 40 fastballs, they called it on Brooks Baseball a cutter, which I actually like better if I'm looking at his arm slide. I, like, I think a cutter comes out more naturally, and he can throw it a little bit harder. So, if he can if he can come in 88 to 91, and his fastball average velocity on, on Friday was 90.1. Which is good, for enough. yeah. So, we'll take. And I think a cutter comes out of his hand more naturally. Uh, if he can throw that like 86-ish, that gets off his fastball a little bit more. And then, obviously, the curveball, which is just the hammer yeah a great curveball uh, so he had 40 a breakdown of 40 40 fastballs 30 cutters 30 curveballs again we, we talked about this a lot like he doesn't overpower people but he gets strikeouts he struck out 7 in 5 innings which is really good um, and he gets strikeouts off his fastball he gets weak contact off his fastball when he's able to mix those other pitches in because you know it, it makes his fastball look like it's 94 rather than 90 because all he's doing is breaking the ball and guys to death so um, really really positive stuff from Jared Eichoff. I would just like to say that uh, we need to keep Dave Martinez as the manager of the Nationals he is awful forever he is so bad (laughs) like like, I love seeing fans of their own team hate a manager oh it's
1: the best it's such a it's such a true test of of what that guy is, whether it's a manager or player or whatever, but like, I Bill Simmons always talks about it, the idea when like you get a player from another team, it's always a bad thing when that team's fans are like, "Ha enjoy
0: that guy." Yeah, yeah, this is a similar type of thing. I mean, that. it's hilarious. Like, so Helixson threw seventy six pitches or whatever, nine strikeouts, nine again. strikeouts, completely cruising. Decides, hey, let's put it in our bullpen and see how that goes.
1: One of the worst bullpens <laughs> in baseball, no less. It's crazy five seventy yard. For your pen or whatever. I mean,
0: there's no, there's no rhyme or reason. So like like he takes out Hellison Hellickson after 76 pitches, and then he left Corbin in for 118, and then he left uh, Annabelle Sanchez in for 109. No rhyme or reason there. It's, it's just None. It makes no sense. I mean, Helixon is a guy.
1: Helixon's the guy you would think you'd just let him go.
0: Yeah. Get throw 130 pitches. You, you know, what he reminds me of a, a metronome. Like he's just, it's just the same thing every time. Yeah, it's just same thing every back time. Back and forth. Back, it's true. very slow. Yes. Um i hate when he quick pitches cuz he should do it more cuz it's really effective. It is effective.
1: It's a it, good quick pitch.
0: It always gets guys off guard, but man, 9 Ks against Helixson, it, it's just it's it should embarrassing. Never it's it should, embarrassing. And they strike out so much. Like they're yeah. striking out a lot against bad pitchers. Like, yeah, I, and I don't get it. I don't get why all of a sudden these these huge K numbers are happening. Because it's not like we're seeing a bunch of launch angle stuff. I, it's 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 a it's a trend to monitor. I would say.
1: Yeah, and we'll get into one particular player and his struggles coming up because that's obviously been a yeah. topic of discussion. Anything else from Friday? Obviously, the uh, we mentioned the Reese clutch home run. Thank God, Varese. And also, uh, of course, I mean, we don't really need to talk about it, but lock down Hector in the ninth. I mean.
0: Ninth inning There's That's all the guy does to lock it so, down. Wh- if you five to, for five. If you have to guess off the top of your head what his ERA is in the ninth inning, what would it be? It's got to be low. It's, it's zero.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he's giving up a run in the ninth inning, so
0: zero. So his ERA in the ninth inning is zero. He's thrown seven and a third. Well, this is before Sunday's game. He's thrown seven and a third innings in the ninth inning. He has 13 strikeouts, one walk, (laughs) no ERA. What is going on? Lockdown closer Hector Neris. Yes. Uh, never Never doubt him when he comes in. You know, he... Definitely doesn't have a deer in headlights look. Oh, man. And, and he doesn't give me heart palpitations. It's
1: always easy, right? I mean, you're it's, never worried about never it. Never a doubt. <laughs> it's never a doubt <laughs> with, with
0: ninth inning Naris And I, unfortunately, when I put out my, my post-game video on, on Friday, I said ninth inning Hector. Figured out ninth inning Naris. Way better. Way High
1: better. leverage Hector.
0: High leverage Hector. Ninth, ninth, ninth inning Naris. Just so versatile. Locked in. Yeah. We got it. So versatile. I like
1: that you said, when I put out my video, my post-game video, as you guys know about. Yeah. Post game videos. Of course they it's know about a, it. It's a thing you're doing these Everyone days.
0: Everyone knows about it. And uh, freaking, it was just, it was the start of a monster weekend for Kurt Suzuki on Friday night.
1: You, Homer never game. <laughs> Kurt Ready for this? Kurt Suzuki? Seven for 17 with four homers against huh? the Phillies this year. Seven
0: for 17
1: with four homers.
0: Is he the new Brian McCann?
1: He might be. It's the new Jeff that, McNeil, I'll tell you that much. I was
0: not expecting this from Kurt Suzuki. Well, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get
1: back to Kurt Suzuki. <laughs> yeah, there. later. We have a... <laughs>
0: he is now... Curtis, he's you he might be, be a part of... He might be a part, of, a part of the High Hopes
1: podcast because um,
0: what the hell? Uh Last thing for Friday. I don't... I, I am flummoxed. Like, of all the things on this team that aren't perfect so far and everything that... There's, there's things that are not going well. There's things that are going well. There are things that we expected and things we didn't expect. I did not expect Sir Anthony Dominguez to be as shaky as he is.
1: It's unbelievable, and also he's three and zero. He keeps he keeps coming in, giving up a run to give up a lead, and then the team gets his back and they score runs the following inning. And he keeps getting wins. Yeah, uh, what's going on with what what is going on with Sir Anthony? Right? I, what are you seeing? Because he is he is the furthest thing from lockdown you could be right
0: now. I know, and I. I think I think a, a little bit of it has to do with that his velocity is down a bit. I mean, in the month of May, he's throwing 97. His average velocity is 97. In the month of April, it was 98. So that's down a little bit. I think his cutter is flattening out at the end. I mean, we, like it's kind of it's kind of scary when when you your close or one of your big time relievers says. I don't really know when the ball's going to cut. It kind of just comes out of my hand, and I don't <laughs> really know what it's going to do. Is that a do. worry, you think? Yeah, it just it's a, it works in the minor leagues, It's and it worked a little bit last year. Um, and it really, I think I think a lot of it has to come back to this, is that I think he's become a little too slider-dependent, and I don't think his slider's good. So I think if he just comes out with the mentality that I'm going to just guys with my fastball and and try to get quick outs and maybe not try to strike everyone out because he's nibbling a lot. But it's just it, it's it's not like people are squaring him up in a way that we didn't really see a lot of last year. And now and last year was like a surprise whenever he struggled. This year it's like oh my god are we going to get a Sir Anthony struggle here in the not in the seventh eighth or ninth or like, sixth? I know it's just it's not the it's not the same. It's not the same. I think I still think he needs to stay closed a little bit longer. But that's just my thing.
1: All right, let's do it quick because we don't want to do it, but. Let's talk about
0: Saturday. I was well, there.
1: I remember. I got a picture from uh, from you. Like, check out our guy in the outfield. Our guy, by the way, joining us in a little bit.
0: Yeah, I was. See, I was like, I was like thinking about being, Yo, Phil, me. Like, remember me? I'm the guy who just talked to you. <laughs> yeah. And what I will
1: say is, and and uh, we, uh, you know, so people know we recorded this on Saturday with with our guy Phil. Yeah. Two hits, just saying.
0: Yeah, with me in left field. Just saying. He knew there was. He knew where. He knows. High
1: back. hopes, bump. Just saying for any future Phillies who would like to maybe potentially join the podcast, come on. You'll get a bump.
0: You're guaranteed two hits. All I'm that's saying. That's what we're guaranteeing right now. That's all I'm saying. So Saturday, um, yeah, I didn't want to be like, hey, Phil, because i would be like, wow, who's that loser?
1: <laughs> More likely wouldn't hear you, but yes, More or,
0: Well, I can get a little loud.
1: Can you? Yeah. You got a lot, lot in game voice? Yeah. One of those guys. Yeah. You,
0: you, Once to get a few in there. The,
1: like yeah. one of the. okay.
0: Yeah. People couldn't see it. I put my hands up to my mouth. I mean, a little echo type
1: of thing like this.
0: Yeah, Julio does that into the mic, and it's weird when he does you that. Know.
1: Are you listening to me? The yes. camera does that in the mic, too,
0: yeah, I guess it's one of their things where they they're really serious about what they have to say, I guess so <laughs> want make sure,
1: they want to make sure people can hear it, even though they're talking into a microphone. You see what I just did there without putting my hands around it?, yeah. same thing.
0: go on, it frustrates you. It was a uh I like I didn't really obviously didn't see much of it. Like area it's just hard to evaluate pitchers it's impossible. from impossible, t-
1: Especially in the outfield. Like you just don't have a if you're behind home plate, sure, you can get a feel. Yeah. But if you're in the outfield you just can't see the angle, you can't you can barely tell if their balls are strikes yeah, in
0: the outfield. It, it just seemed but, but I will say that it seems like it was another solid performance so, from I'm Jake. Sorry, six innings, three uh
1: two three runs, two earned. You look fine.
0: Soft contact, Jake.
1: You look fine. Soft you contact, did what Jake. he's done. I think seven strikeouts. Like, you, yeah. look CDP, you look good.
0: CDP is a great ball. We under, it's a great park. We man. underrate the, the greatness of C D P. It's a great park. It's always fun to be It's a there.
1: great place to go see a baseball game. It really is.
0: Um, I think I think Gabe's decision on Saturday was one of the worst decisions he's made as a Phillies manager.
1: And, uh, and we're not talking about taking Arietta out. You're no. talking about taking check out. Yes. It was. And look. I mean... it. I thought Adam Morgan might go all year without giving up a run. It finally happened. Uh, You know, let me
0: just say something. from The people tweeting me like, oh, the jinx were. It was the first run that he allowed all year. That's absurd. Chill out, people. Adam Morgan
1: is allowed to give up runs. Okay? It's going to happen. No one has ever pitched an entire season without giving up a run. All right? But the decision to take... Niescheck out against a right-handed hitter, no less. Well, no, Stevenson was coming. Well, Stevenson up. coming up, but then Suzuki, uh, Suzuki, they pinch it. So you're you're basically creating a situation where you're going to get a pinch hitter anyway. But I just didn't understand the move of taking check out to begin with. check looked like he, I know he was a lot of base runner, but. Couple of runners, but I just I didn't feel the move of taking Nishik out there either.
0: Yeah, yeah. so it was so what Nishik allowed in that inning was a bunt base hit, mm-hmm. or like a swinging bunt, and then a blooper over Segura's head, and you pull him out, and you like you like you know Dave Martinez is going to go to Suzuki. Well, that's that. my
1: point. You know you know you're creating a situation where right-handed bat will be coming, in. and out.
0: even if so, like. I, if he doesn't pinch it, then it's Andrew Stevenson, and Andrew Stevenson stinks. And you can have Nishik against him, um, or you could have, or you could have him face a righty. And Kurt Suzuki. It was just like I'd was, much rather have Nishik
1: against either Suzuki yes. or Nishik against Stevenson than Morgan against Suzuki.
0: Also, Adam Morgan just started being good against righties, so like, let's relax. I here's my problem with Gabe is that I I don't I don't th- I, I don't think he has a total feel for how to work a bullpen yet. Like I just don't. I, I I think he gets a little bit too matchup dependent. He looks at the numbers a little bit too much and doesn't look at what's going on in the field. Like if you Pat, like if Pat Needick was getting frozen ropes off of him, yeah. then you pull him. But he wasn't. And it creates a situation where like I think Gabe gets too caught up in we have to win every single game and he uses all of his bullets well,
1: and, Yeah, and especially he also gets too caught up in when he has fresh pitchers. Like he's just like, "Oh, I'm, I get, I want to use them all. I want to get them in there. I want to get you know, he's always looking for matchups instead of letting a guy Work out of a jam.
0: Yeah, and he doesn't set up one day to the another. There's no rhyme or reason behind some of his moves. Um, I just, I think, I think he's developed a good feel for the starting staff. I think he has a good feel, a good handle on what they're doing, how long they can when go. they need
1: to come out. Yes,
0: I think he's done a good job with that. I think the lineup. I think he's done a fine job with lineup construction. The bullpen is going to be his next major hurdle he has to cross.
1: And look, he's made some great decisions too. This is not a, he sucks at this thing. The last pop we did, we lauded him and rightfully so for the decision to bring Hector Neris in in the sixth inning.
0: Lockdown, shutdown, reliever Hector Neris. Yes, yes, but that was a
1: great decision in the moment and an unconventional decision. So we can make good decisions too, but I I do agree. I don't think there's, it doesn't feel like there's consistency with his bullpen decisions either. No rhyme or reason for why he's doing things from night to night and And again, I think in this situation where you're talking about a team that is playing 23 out of the next 24 days in that moment, you know, that's, uh, or I guess 22 out of the next 23 days because they had played one of those games on Friday. You know, they've got a lot of baseball coming up. I just, I felt like you didn't need to use Morgan in that spot. I didn't.
0: Well, especially because he's pitched so much. That's
1: my point. Like, I'm saying give the guy a night off. He didn't need and he to just be pitched a... the night before. Yes. There was no need to bring Morgan in that spot. It was over. At times, Gabe feels like he overmanages with the pen.
0: Yeah. And I, I hope he, he learns from that. Um, and I know, I mean, Nishak just pitched. He pitched the night before, too. You brought him back a day later. Instead of, I mean, you know, he won't go three days in a row, God forbid. So, like, you might as well just use him as much as you can. Use him. Ho- up. I mean, it was a three run game in the eighth inning. Like, that's It's a three-run game. Like Only thing that hurts you there is a home run. And I understand Adam Morgan's been amazing, but we have to use some kind of historical context here. Adam
1: Morgan way more likely to give up a home run than Pat Neshek.
0: Yeah. Period. And, Historically speaking, I'm yes, saying. Yes. And listen, you, listen, if it was Soto coming out or something like that, like, completely different story. Someone
1: who they're not going to pinch hit for.
0: Yeah, it's just, it was such a bad, it was a bad decision. It mm-hmm. was a bad decision. And it
1: backfired immediately, and then obviously, well, right?
0: It wasn't even that that backfired. He put in Nicasio in a tie game. Nicasio well, that throws was, the ball away. I
1: didn't understand that in the moment. I was like, why is Juan Nicasio the guy you're going to here? This they, is a tie game right now. They
0: need someone for that Nicasio role. And yes. Maybe, it, maybe it's Eniel, if he can get there, but it's optioned him back down. Um, speaking of Eniel.
1: Comes the, in and pitches two clean innings, and then... Yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I think he's fine. He needs to learn like a splitter. He's or something. okay. But Edgar
1: Garcia. Does that mean anything? For, does that do anything for you? For me?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Of course it does. He's what? got. He's got. A, he's got probably the best slider in the system. Wipe
1: out slider. He
0: does. I mean, it's grow. It's a gross slider. It's not a good fastball, but it's It's a really gross slider. Um. But like, all right. with NEL... Does his jersey look like one of those custom jerseys you make online? It looks ridiculous. Because with fifty-one, just pick one. I just think of I think of Carlos Ruiz. Yeah. And I see, and yeah, it looks like <laughs> it looks like just a custom jersey that you made online. It's
1: way too much going on <laughs> on that jersey. You need to change
0: his number. Fifty-one yeah. is, is Chooch's number.
1: Or just go with Santos or something too.
0: Yeah, well, I like De La Santos. I know, it flows. just a lot. It oh, I like
1: the name, just a lot
0: yeah. on the jersey. But yeah, I, putting Casio in a tie game is just like we're asking for disaster here.
1: Yeah. You and knew it. You knew it. And then they uh,
0: what frustrating. Do you, what do you think about a, an unearned run being charged to a pitcher that makes an error? Two earned two. Uh, they, he didn't give up an earned run that inning. Why well, know, but what do you think about? I think it's outrageous. It's an earned run. It's
1: freaking pitcher. Like, how is that not earned? But then, how do you? How do He's you? He's the guy who made the error.
0: I know, but how do you make the ERA then? It's a pitching statistic. There's an error on the field. Yeah. How do you make the? How do you make ERA then? It's a
1: really. It's a great question. It's a really good question. I lean towards if you make the error and you're the pitcher, it should count against you. But it's a. You're right. But it's, then, a yeah,
0: but it's just it changes. So the whole, fielding error. I know. It changes the it, ERA I equation. It's, I hate it though. It's
1: really annoying. <laughs> okay. I, I'm always bothered by the fact that they don't get an earned run when they're the one who makes the error. It bothers me. You're right. I don't know how you. Figure it all out, but it bothers me.
0: Yes, so uh, definitely not a great game. Game, I will say, man, the offense looked awesome on Saturday. They, they, did. they look good on Sunday. Uh, they're just, they're just a good home team. Like they're just, they're just a good, solid home team. They win at home. They may never sweep because God forbid they can get <laughs> could get a sweep. But they, they are a good home offense. They play with an extra level of energy. Uh, the the stadium on on Saturday, it was like a, it was like a for the first time in a while, it was a struggle getting my seat. And it was like Ooh. it was like sure I'm happy. Um, I also missed the good old days when there was no one there and I can just go wherever wherever you want. Yeah, it. but now it's like there's so it was forty three thousand people, people there. there. It was crazy. I'll take
1: people over no people.
0: I will always do that. Well, although if you asked me in the traffic on the way home, I would have had a different answer.
1: Different take there. <laughs> I'll bet you would have. At <laughs> there's that like point. so.
0: Many, there's. I mean, it's awesome. the The crowd is electric. Uh, and J. roll I mean, he just knows how to play in front of a crowd. It's he's so good at it. Yeah. Um, and it was just. It's just so many people. So many people. So many
1: well shout out to J. Roll.
0: Yeah. Nice night. Yeah. I'm now, not
1: I'm not a big, you know, retire like free years after you play your meaning last meaningful game guy, but whatever.
0: No, no, we'll save that for later. I okay. got something I want
1: to ask. Okay, good. About. I want you to. All right, moving to Sunday, let's get over yeah, you know, I think if Victor Robles Homers, we know it's just gonna be a bad loss for the Phillies. That's just our takeaway from this year. But um moving on to Sunday, nice win. It was nice to see after the loss on Sunday. Look, the last time they had a really crappy game they should have won lost to the nationals. We saw them put up a fifteen to one spot the next day and get just boat oh, ra- yeah. just get boat raced. So it was nice to see him bounce back yesterday. Eflin looked good again.
0: Sunday Eflin. Sunday Eflin. He owns Sundays. My baby. man pitches
1: well on Sundays.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's uh again it was just a same thing we talked about last time with Efflin.
1: He just keeps doing what he's doing.
0: Well and the the interesting part about uh yesterday and uh it's nice that Chris Young does listen to the podcast. Sixty five percent fastballs <laughs> yesterday. <laughs>
1: Chris Young. I mean, just, welcome.
0: Just thank hi, you. Just hire me. I, I'm I'm very available. Just bring me <laughs> very in, available. Yes, bring, bring me in. I will help the pitch. No, but uh, 65% fastballs. If he can be in the 55 to 65% range, we've seen it work. Now, I mean, that's the recipe for success for Zach Eflin. Uh, fastballs up. It's 94. It's 95. Everything off that. Just everything flows better. And like Eflin, I will say it again. Just he's just solid day in. Day out, seven innings, three runs or less. We'll take it.
1: We'll take it. Coming up in a minute, we're going to talk to Phil Goslin,
0: First Philly to ever join the pod. But real quick, Jack,
1: uh, before we move on, forgot to mention it into Saturday's game, Oduba returns, but say goodbye say goodbye oh, yeah. to your boy oh uh, yeah the end yes
0: it's over Aaron Learn
1: Altair
0: yeah well goodbye sir I will say that better least, pitcher than a hitter this it, year Good. at least I at least I got off the bandwagon like at least it was you did it,
1: this year you were like all right I don't know what I was thinking
0: well that's not bad my the, man the, can't hit the talent is all there I don't really know actually there's Who knows a, what happened
1: it's a really it's a, like he he was a Good player. in 2017. So,
0: so Brookover was on with JJ before the game yesterday, and he talked to some scouts back in like 2017, and because Brookover saw him for the first time, like, actually it was in 2016. Brookover saw Altair for the first time, like in Williamsport or something, or whatever one of the minor league places, and he said to the scout, "Like that guy looks like a player," and they're like, mm, "Can't hit a curveball." And guess what happened? Oh, <laughs> he, no. he couldn't hit a curveball. Oh, no, no. Um, so uh, he still has the only career grand slam off of Clayton Kershaw. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so uh and something that to, to you know he's gonna he's gonna morph put into, on the mantle. He's gonna morph into Jason. we two somewhere else. <laughs> it's very sad that it did not happen here. Um, I heard
1: a rumor his daddy dad reached out to. His
0: dad said thanks for the support, Jackie. Yeah, we're both in mourning. It was <laughs> you know. You know, they like to see their, their kids be believed in by someone. Unfortunately, had this, someone had to be me. Uh, and
1: unfortunately, that someone was wrong.
0: <laughs> I'm looking forward to Pavetta, Pavetta's dad tweeting at me one day. <laughs>
1: yeah, Hopefully not, because that would mean that he gets DFA'd someday. Yeah. Hopefully, Pavetta uh, actually
0: figures it out. Now, Azubo on the other hand, did, they do need some rehab games or something. Didn't like, look great. Yeah, he, he didn't look right at him. Not <laughs> yeah, great I, would, I would say. They just needed him back because they needed someone back.
1: All right, one more thing before... We get to our guy, Phil. I love him now, by the way. I know I've said some maybe not so flattering things about Phil in the past. He's my new favorite Philly. Yeah, well. Love him now.
0: You love everyone from Westchester. I'm
1: on team. Yeah, I do. I'm on (laughs) team Phil. Uh, Real quick, though, before we move on. Speaking of struggles, speaking of guys who can't hit right now. Bryce, man. Yeah? Bryce. He got booed every at bat yesterday. He struck out five of the last six times he has reached the He is on pace. You ready for this? You know how many strikeouts he's on pace for? 211, Jack. In case you're wondering, that would be the sixth highest total in the history of baseball. Over the last two weeks, he's striking out at a 31% clip. Mm. Every third time he strides the plate, he's striking out right now. Where you at with Harper? I thought you had a really interesting tweet earlier about his home and road splits. I thought that was interesting. Where you at with Harper? And let people know the the tweet that you put
0: out there. Yeah, so... um... So Bryce, so Bryce at home this year. He's batting one eighty three with a four twenty three slugging percentage and a seven eighty five OPS. On the, bad, yeah. On the road, he's batting three oh six uh, with a five thirty one slugging and a nine twenty three OB- OPS. Big
1: time difference, and obviously, at the five eight game in Colorado, that first game in Washington, that kind of inflate those a little bit. But those, that's a serious difference.
0: Yeah, no, and and I just in watching him at home, and we said it after opening day, like it just looks like he's trying to do too much He's looked like he's trying to to go yard every time and make yeah. the make the crowd happy and whatever like that's that's good that my player wants that um and it's good that he's trying to, to to please his fan base but like he just has to he has to get calmed down at home and eventually i think it will happen um i, I just think that he's too he's too talented he's hit too well here before like Come on, we're talking about the Bryce Harper that destroyed this ballpark. He's the second best hitter in the history of the stadium, numbers wise. So yeah, he's got a crazy amount of home runs here. So I just, I think he'll be fine. And if so, he, not worried is the takeaway on Bryce Harper. No, he's he's too talented. He's just, I'm not worried either. I, I can't believe you there are is worry. Afraid of he's 26 think, years old. Yeah, if, listen, if he can't catch yeah, right, it. Um if Took he me can't catch enough. up to if he can't catch up to fastballs at twenty six, like, that's something to be worried about. Yes. And the month of May is gonna be a pretty important month from that standpoint. Like we need to see some of those numbers start leveling off a yes, little bit. I agree with you. Because I mean, if he can't catch up to fastballs, I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a Howard times ten.
1: Which which again, he is twenty six years old. This would be unprecedented for someone to just fall off a cliff at twenty six. So I don't I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all, but I know there are people worried out there. Give it a chance.
0: Well, I mean, understandably so. I mean, here's the thing is that I I don't think a lot of people totally knew. Like, I think it's probably our fault, but...
1: For not letting people know the type of player that Bryce Harper is? <laughs> I mean, this is somewhat in line with what happens to Bryce Harper. Like, he does have stretches of baseball where he looks bad. I mean, you look last year, he batted at 188 in the month of June. An entire month of baseball, he batted at 188. Yeah. Like, this happens with Bryce Harper.
0: Now, I am here to make everyone feel better. Don't yes, worry. You're, please. Is,
1: that's why we, that's if, why we if, talked about this, Jack.
0: Listen, High Hopes Nation, if you're out there like, Oh, no, should I be worried about Bryce? I got you. Ooh. Bryce Harper threw 28 games in the 2015 season. 245, 405, 457. Bryce Harper, right now, 233, 374, 467. Sounds pretty familiar. Sounds about right. Okay. Um. Now, the weird part is, is he's usually a, uh, a hot starter.
1: In April, yes. He uh, usually has good Aprils.
0: Not a good April. No. This year, not a good April in 2015. MVP, if so facto. MVP. Bryce. MVP.
1: Okay, so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. I like that. That's so, perfect. Yeah, let's roll with that. The the fastball stuff is concerning, but overall, I think this first month's been a lot about getting adjusted, and he did miss a month of spring training. Month of May is going to be a big month, uh, just to see what he can do, um, see if he's starting to settle in. And I, I did think he took some good hacks in this in this National Series. I thought he took some good hacks. Solid, making good contact. Didn't have a great day Saturday. Uh, Sunday was fine. He did smoke two balls. So we're, we're, we're standing pat with Bryce. All
1: right, coming up, we're going to get into the St. Louis Cardinals Series. Big kind of measuring stick series against a really good Cardinals team early in the season. That's coming up. But first, Phil Gosling and it is my distinct pleasure to welcome into the high hopes podcast the very first philadelphia philly to grace the airwaves with us and no joke this is the truth the number one guest on jack's bucket list mr phil goslin <laughs> phil what
2: up brother <laughs> thanks quite an intro if i can uh, live up to that
1: Oh man, you've already lived up to it. Just showing up, we're good to go.
2: <laughs>
0: do you feel honored that you're the first Philly to ever appear on this podcast? I mean, that's very, a that's a lot of pressure, honestly.
2: Yeah, very honored. Try not to worry about the you know pressure too much. Just enjoy it. I mean, you, gotta we'll be, you got to be you
0: got you got to be a tone setter. You know, you set the tone right. for the future Phillies guests on those podcasts.
2: Sure, guys will be lining up after you know I'm on here and be doing do a good podcast. Yeah, well, they sure. heard
1: Phil did it. I mean, they're like, oh well, Phil did it. I got to do it. Right. See, it's a beautiful <laughs> <Exactly>. thing. Phil, <laughs> seriously though, man, like. You're a Philly. How cool is that for you that you the the team you grew up rooting for, you are actually living out that dream playing for the Philadelphia Phillies.
2: Yeah, it's still like you gotta pinch yourself kind <laughs> of thing. Yeah. Um yeah, one of my one of my um college roommates, he went to Germantown Academy to do some here. He was texting me, that he's like, Dude, the Phillies are always must see TV but like I still can't believe it. I turn on the game and you're in there I'm like, Yeah, dude, believe me. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I uh <laughs> You gotta like stay in the moment and worry about playing well and helping the team win. But when when you can take a step back like that, you hear from you know people I grew up with or whatever that are Phillies fans. It's it's pretty crazy that the cool things they have to say, and you realize how lucky you are.
1: Yeah, man, I, I get my brother went to Germantown Academy. I can only imagine that is a it's surreal, is what it is. I mean, yeah. you know, you have the dream of being a major league baseball player. You know that's what you dream about then to actually get to come play for the Phillies but let's let's go a step back right cuz well, Phil, when you got drafted, Phil was we, we got to ask, ask, Phil. You got drafted by the Braves.
0: Yeah, so like, you know, when everyone grows up in this area playing baseball, and their dream is obviously to play for the Phillies. And I don't know about you, Phil, but when I was younger, like, I always said, if I got drafted by the Mets or Braves, I'm just going to tank? Am <laughs> <laughs> like, just be so bad that hopefully I get traded to the Phillies or something? Was that, did that ever cross your mind, or am, or am I the crazy person? Uh,
2: no tanking thoughts, but yeah, it was, it was kind of weird at first. Going through the draft process I just I remember my agent calling me and the Phillies were actually there's were, we we're trying to figure out the whole thing and the Phillies pick was coming around I think in like the fourth or fifth round I ended up getting picked in the fifth round by the Braves but I remember the Phillies were in the mix um so I was pretty pumped as you could imagine at the time didn't you know didn't end up working out like that but you know came full circle I guess a little bit here 10 almost 10 years into my career and I'm a Philly so better late than never it was uh it was a little weird being a brave at first but you learn quick it's you know it's just the business
1: yeah and and now you're a philly so you could say yep. screw the braves again
0: and
2: you're going to be oh, there
0: yeah. you're going to be there tonight for j roll's retirement ceremony is that going to be weird like like j roll is the guy that obviously we all grew up idolizing and tonight's mm-hmm. his retirement you've played shortstop at the same spot that j roll did like that's wild like is you're going to see one of your heroes tonight back at the bank
2: yeah, I mean, I, I remember when he came to spring this year, and we're working. You know, we're doing defense and all that, and feeding balls. He's playing short, kind of just catching up for guys. And it's like, well, you know, I'm feeding balls here to a MVP, Gold Glove winner, you know, possible Hall of Famer, all that kind of stuff. And you know, I, I was watching him. I was, I was just, I was going crazy, just like everybody else in LA when they won. And now, you know, we're on the same field talking and doing some work together. So it'll be really cool to see him. And he was, he was definitely one of my favorite players. And um, loved watching him, you know, grow when I was growing up and then in high school and all that.
0: Now, when J. Roll was throwing down there was every ball straight to the chest like every time he was in the field?
2: Yeah, I mean he's he's insane. He's 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 special. It was so fun to watch him play defense. I mean, there's not not too many guys that were as good as him, you know. His offense was amazing, but his defense I, I always appreciated how, how good he was out there and he was just you know, every routine play it was like he didn't even have to look, it was gonna get made. Well, speaking
1: of defense and your favorite Phillies, Phil, we got to bring this up. I heard a rumor. Is it true that Scott Rowland was actually your favorite Philly,
2: Phil? Yeah, when I when I was like, I guess he was late '90s. So yeah, I was like ten. He was uh, I loved him when he first got called up and everything. I know it's kind of uh, probably not popular now because he turned out all that money. Because he hated movies, us, but,
1: Phil! He hated us!
2: <laughs> I, uh, I think I was a little young to understand that side of it at the time. I just remember, pretty sure he won Rookie of the Year. He did. Um, he did. Yeah, and I just, I don't know, I was, always liked him. I wore 17 in high school because of him. Um, but yeah, I always loved Scott Rowan. I know, Like I said, probably not, probably not the most popular pick looking back on it, but that was what, like, 8-year-old me was... Uh, that was who I liked. Well, forgive you because you were eight. You yeah.
1: Know, you didn't know any better, Phil. <laughs> I as, appreciate it. As Jack always <laughs> likes to point out, I'm an incredibly old man, so yes. I remember these things. <laughs> all right, uh, let's dive into the team. I wanted to, we'll get into Harper and Gabe and all. I want to start just a quick general question, though, about Harper, not as a teammate, but as someone who grew up a Phillies fan. Your whole life, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you play for other teams and all that, but you're a Phillies fan. You know Philadelphia. You know that we never get the guy. We've spent our whole lives <laughs> wanting that guy, and then the guy finally chose us—the face of the sport. That whole thing. What was it like for you? Obviously, a closer view on it than us. But just as a as a fan more than a player, what was it like to see someone finally choose the Phillies?
2: I was pumped. You know, the city was really, really wanted somebody like that. You know, Machado, Harper. There's one of that big name. Kind of splashed because there's so many other good players here. It was kind of almost like, all right, if we can get that, if we can get that one guy with the big name, you know, really good player, all that things can kind of come together and hopefully have a have a lo- a big window here where we're competing for division titles, World Series, all that. Um, and I knew he's just playing against so him. I knew he would be a great fit in the city in terms of how he play. Like he he plays hard. I mean, he probably gets you know he gets criticized more than he more than he should. Honestly, he's a Really good teammate, and he plays hard, but just, you know, from the, like you said, from the fan perspective, playing, seeing him play, he plays as hard as can be and gives it all over there. So I knew that the city would really embrace him from that perspective, and um, everybody was, you know, really pumped when we got him, obviously.
1: More important question. You said he's a good teammate. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have an individual handshake yet?
2: We do not. I think I got to hit a run or something for that. I earn that first. Yes, come uh, on. You, you had so. a double
1: in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the, and the, 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 the double the other night too. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're in yeah. an opposite field double machine, Phil. Come on. <laughs> if, what, doesn't that deserve a handshake?
2: Yeah, we got to get something going. We haven't talked about it yet, but he's. I mean, he's he's very. Like, I've been lucky. I play with a ton of really good players, and he's really approachable. You know, he's just another guy in the clubhouse. He's. You know, some sometimes as guys who are superstars, you know, they're just a little different and they're not like kind of in their, stay off by themselves, but yeah, he's a real approachable, a real good guy and you know, it's been fun getting to know him and playing with him.
0: Yeah, and and recently it just came out that he, him and his wife were having a child on the way. I was wondering, have you already pitched Malvern Prep too, too Bryce, as, of, as the future? I have
2: not, I gotta figure, I know he's, I think he's trying to figure out where he's going to live long term, maybe I can, you know. Nudge him West the right Jester. way, right? Yeah, nudge yeah, him that a, way. Here's the problem if he,
1: Phil, if you put him in Westchester, Jack might never be able to recover from the excitement and like he might, he <laughs> I'll might just claim go him. crazy. That's
2: yeah, just, my just, own. Yeah, it'll be from like, here. Uh, yeah. yeah, my my coach at Malvern, Freddie Hilliard, I think he'd probably want the same thing. He could use a uh, a young Harper rolling through there hitting in the middle of Malvern's order. <laughs> It could yeah, probably yeah. help. That would be good. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think I
1: think, I think so. I mean, we see what little LeBron's doing, right? I'm yeah. guessing right. little, little Harper is going to be all right,
0: too. Well, and Vladdy Jr., too. <laughs>
1: see, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, Phil, I have a five-month-old daughter, so Bryce might not know it, but his future son is already betrothed to my daughter. Right. So
0: <laughs>
2: I'll it, tell him that I have. Yeah, I'll let him know. That. Okay, yeah, good. Let, let Let's get let's that it's get all ball rolling here. Let's get that ball <laughs> rolling.
0: Phil, so recently there's been pictures swirling, and one of the biggest problems when Bryce signed here, was that everyone was worried that he was a big Cowboys fan. And the other day, it surfaced that he was wearing an Eagles hoodie. Can we attribute that to you? Were you the one that got him to convert into Eagles fandom?
2: Uh, I'd love to claim it, but I cannot say that. We haven't talked about that yet. I'll have to get on him. I know he's rocking. Uh, he was rocking a Sixers jersey yesterday around the clubhouse, so I think we got him good on that uh, on that front. But I'll work on, uh, work on the Eagles, and I mean... There's not much worse you can do in the city than be a Cowboys fan. I gotta I think I gotta educate him on that a little bit. That was our worry. That was yeah, our worry. I
0: mean, it's a real issue. I mean, listen, Bryce has got a problem here. I mean, he's a Duke fan, Lakers fan, Cowboys fan. Like, ah, eh, we're 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 Bryce's a bit of a front. Grew runner. up a Yankee fan. He grew up a I Yankees
2: mean, fan. Come on, Phil. Not great. Yeah, I mean, he's not, not great. great. We're, we're lucky with growing up around here, it's just kinda you got your teams, whatever. Vegas, yeah, I don't know what they do out there. i He's not a four-for-four oh, four sure. guy. We'll work on it. Yeah, we'll yeah, work we on gotta, it. Yeah, we got We You know, no, nobody's perfect. We can work on
1: that. Okay, so you got to... So we're, just to keep the checklist going as yes. we go. Handshake,
2: mm-hmm.
1: my daughter marrying his son someday, <laughs> and this. So these are the three things we need you to work on.
2: With <laughs> All right, I got, I got my notepad out. Oh, it's good. He's ready to go. Cool. I love it. I love
1: it. <laughs> Phil, also, were you aware, speaking of Westchester that Jack is was a big fan of yours anyway you're from Westchester and all that but a big part we of,
0: idolize Westchester yes players in a big Westchester.
1: part of Jack's love of you and fandom of you is that he sees himself in you Phil. <laughs> Jack believes that he could have been you. And I, it must be a weird thing to hear, but that is that Jack. Jack is vicariously living <laughs> oh, yeah, through you, and I needed I you know. to know that.
2: It's, it's so sad. <laughs> I'm just I saying. welcome any uh, anybody that'll root for me. I'm I'm good with that. I like that. It's I like the, that. Most uh, the
0: support. Now this is gonna be the most serious question you're asking this podcast, Phil. If I didn't yeah, wait, we asked serious
1: questions <laughs> here. I didn't know. Okay,
0: <laughs> Phil. If I didn't lose my cutter my freshman year of college, <laughs> do you think it could have been me in this situation? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you've heard the rumors around Westchester <laughs> about the fr- yeah. the Fritz cutter. Uh,
2: there's been the talk. There's been talk. Oh, uh-huh. um, Phil, don't play into this. <laughs> don't play into this, Phil. I don't know, man. Yeah. I think I, I think eighty two was never that great. So I mean, I I kind of was a late bloomer. Maybe you could have uh, done the same thing. So you're saying there's a chance. All right. There's always a chance. Yeah.
0: Also, another question for you, Phil. Last night when you were sitting in the dugout. Um, were you nervous knowing that your High Hopes debut was the next day? Like, were you even focused on the game, or were you just like, High Hopes is tomorrow, I gotta bring it?
2: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna pinch hit there the one time, but I told Gabe, you know, I got other things <laughs> on my mind right now, you know, maybe tonight's not a good night.
1: <laughs> See, that's the dedication we yes. need from our guests. Yeah. So, Phil, speaking of Gabe, though, what's it like to play for Gabe? I know he's been, I mean, on this show, this podcast, we are Gabe guys. We have long been Gabe supporters, but Obviously, a bit of a volatile figure so far in the yeah. city. Maybe not the type of guy who, like some members of this fan base, would naturally gravitate to. What's Gabe been like to play for and to get to know?
2: He's been great. I mean, he's he's definitely not the the old school Larry Boas <laughs> type that yes, has been around no. here. That <laughs> yeah, are it's used fair to, to say. You know? I don't know. Larry yeah.
0: Boas seems like an analytics guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so yeah, he's definitely not a cut from that mold, which is kind of what the people are used to, I guess, to a certain extent, like Charlie when they won it all, you know, that kind of guy. But he's been awesome. I mean, he challenges you to, like, if you want to do something different, you know, the game's changing, and if you want to do something different, he's all for it. He's not a guy that, oh, this is how it's always been done, so we're going to keep doing it that way. He's always trying to look at things different ways and trying to figure out new ways to do things that are better. So, I mean, anybody that's like that, I mean, he, he challenged me with some things in spring training that I think really helped and said, you know, if you're going to make some changes with, I've made some changes with my swing and try to do some different things. You say, go all in, you know, we're, we're not going to do anything halfway. If you think it's going to help you, then go all in with it. Um, and w- once the game rolls around, you just lets you play and do your thing. Um, guys can be really be themselves. I know when I first got called up, it was a different culture in the locker room. there's a lot of veteran guys and kind of just sat in your locker and put your head down and didn't want to, you know, get, get made fun of or do anything too much, but definitely a different vibe where it's, be yourself, and everybody's very you know, accepting. And, um, it's, it's been a lot of fun. The locker room's got a good vibe to it.
1: That sounds awesome. That sounds like the type of locker room I'd want to be a part of. And you can see it on the field, the way you guys celebrate, the way you guys have fun out there. That's mm-hmm. very cool to hear. All right, uh, uh, only a few more for you, Phil. Phil. Uh, I won't make you choose between your teammates. So let's take your current teammates off the board. Forget this Phillies team. We know they're all the best players you ever played with. But if you had mm-hmm. to choose someone from the Diamondbacks, from your the Pirates, like the times you played before, who's the best player you ever played with, or who's the guy you looked at and were like, "Damn, I wish I could do what that dude does."
2: Um, I'll give you kind of a two part. I mean, I played with Adrian Beltra, It was probably his last or second last year, so he probably wasn't the player he once was. But you could still see the glimpses in there. He would get hurt a lot. Um, so he's probably the best overall player in terms of career. But mm-hmm. in terms of when I was playing with him, probably uh, Gold- Goldie in Arizona. I mean, he's just so consistent, such a good, like, great teammate, great base runner, great defender. I mean, no, there was, like, no detail too small, and he really set the tone there. We had um, – we didn't have a great pitching staff when we there, but we had a really good offense, and he set the tone. I mean, base running, running hard every time. Like, he he did it, so everybody else had to do it um he set the tone of everything and he's couldn't be a better guy either um so he he was probably the best in the moment when i was playing with him for those couple years it was like there's nothing this guy can't can't do
0: phil uh you've listened to james talk on this podcast so far and i, I don't know if you've watched it's always sunny in philadelphia <laughs> does he sound like charlie day to you
2: uh now that you mention it i guess a little bit uh, I yeah yeah, I, did I'm you? Not sunny. I'm not like a diehard, but I definitely enjoyed it. I watch it when it's on. We're, we're like, voice twins.
1: Phil, I'm actually Charlie Day. I'm just not it's yeah. just like my my pseudonym <laughs> that I use. It's
2: so perfect.
1: It's good. It's good. All right. Uh, uh, similar question to the last one too. Who's the best pitcher you ever faced?
2: Uh, Degrom. Yeah. yeah. Was like it earlier 2014? Maybe something like that. It was before he he kind of blew up. Like he was really good, and everybody knew who he was. But I remember telling my dad I'm like this guy is disgusting like you know you you really feel like you go up there and don't have a chance but I remember the day he pitched against us it was like nobody had a chance and then kind of his coming out party whatever year that world or the all-star game was I think he punched out the side on nine pitches and I remember telling the same thing my dad I was like I told you this guy was pretty good um and he's only gotten better since then So he's he's probably the best he's he's not fun to face
0: yeah, I mean, he's got to be crazy. It's like 97 that looks like it rises, and then a slider that just falls right off the table. I don't yeah, he, I don't know what your plan he, would be.
2: And he's got great command. Like, he commands all his pitches. He's, like, real tall, skinny, so it almost just feels like he, the ball just explodes out of his hand, like real smooth motion, and, yeah, he's... He's not fun. Charger's not fun either. I mean, either of those guys. Are- well, he's got the two eyes that kind of freak you out. Yeah. And then- yeah, yeah.
0: The, dim- the two yeah, he's- miscolored he's- eyes is weird. <laughs> That's a
1: weird look, man.
2: Yeah. He's wild out there on the mound. I mean, he's like going crazy. Just ultimate competitor and coming right out. He's-, he's not a fun at bat either. All
1: right. Last question. I got to get to the bottom of this. Cause you know, we do our research when we have a guest on. Well, Jack doesn't, but I do. I, I <laughs> care about these things. I checked out your Twitter. And Mm -hmm. I saw that you haven't tweeted since 2017, Phil. But you did update your bio to say you're part of the Philadelphia Phillies what went into that process of updating the bio but not tweeting I'm intrigued by this I mean, you stuff. could have, you
0: could have tweeted like hey welcome
1: hey, to the, I'm, I'm a Philly yeah, or you could have said like,
0: hey, hey dear people in high school guess what I'm back or,
1: or you know? yeah yeah that you, would have been
2: great you could have got real cocky with it Phil could have tweeted last night I'm going
1: on the High Hopes pod tomorrow I don't even know what to do myself I'm so yeah. excited
2: <laughs> I think anybody that knows me knows I'm pretty lucky uh... <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, Jack Bulletin. could not have been you the point is you and yeah. Jack are
1: not the same person good to know
2: yeah, I, uh, I had to get to you know. I couldn't be supporting uh, you know the Braves or whatever team I had listed on there. that I played with last. I so like I had to that. that. I to like that. Straight. But yeah, not a big tweeter. I'll uh, I'll get on there and I'll you know keep up with stuff and all that. But not not huge in, in tweeting myself. It's just I don't know. I think I'm just getting old. Well, tell me media, about. I'm getting old. For tell it. me about <laughs> being old, Phil. Yeah, it's yeah. just
0: sad watching two old men talk here on this podcast. <laughs>
1: Oh man, Phil, thank you so much for coming on. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. This is fun, guys.
1: All right, so Phil's my new favorite player in the history of of baseball. Like I, I just love that guy, Jack. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's the, he's the best. Uh all all Westchester people turn into legends no matter what. So Is that true? Say, yeah. Wow. You didn't whole, know
1: that? I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: I, so wow. It's impressive, right? You didn't know I know that. I feel like I should move to Westchester, since so I could be a Westchester. If you resident. want any chance of succeeding in life, <laughs> that is seriously,
1: shout out to ah! Phil for coming on. We had a lot of fun with him. He was super cool about it. Kind of let us do our thing. So Phil. I was
0: stuck in traffic on seventy six. Phil is such a Philly guy. He said, "Hey, seventy six is a nightmare." He knew. Yeah. Mike Trout, <laughs> Mike Trout would never.
1: Mike Trout would never. Mike Trout would never not have to play Phil is either.
0: Gone well, right. Well, you know. Shout that's, out to Bill. I can't me, wait
1: for the update. The to Millville find, Meteor. Yeah, or the, Millville, <laughs> Millville Missile. Missile. Jack texted me that today because we are talking about nicknames on the Midday Show. I was like, is that really his nickname? I didn't even know. Yeah. Not a great one. I mean, it's a good nickname, but I don't care about Mike Trout is what I'm trying to say. But what I do want to know is how long, if Phil, it's Monday now. We recorded it on Saturday. Where's Phil on the checklist? Has he told Bryce about Zoe yet? I mean, that's, really important
0: they did have a they flew a plane to st louis there's a lot of time do they have to talk. a
1: handshake yet jack i mean there's so many things i need to know i don't see the handshake mm. it's it's a bold move to go up and be like bryce bryce can we have a handshake handshake i mean i'd see you doing it with everyone else i kind of feel left out yeah. but i mean i'd do it i'm like bryce give me a handshake man
0: yeah well, what would your handshake be <laughs> I don't know. What an old guy <laughs> handshake like.
1: Some old guy handshake. Yeah, you'd be like, you'd, Oh, you, you remember? No, this? You know what you
0: would do? You'd physically hold your hands up <laughs> yeah, actually for think, a handshake. You know, I would actually go like yes. hello. Hello, Thank nice you. to meet you.
1: Nice firm grip. Yeah. All right. I like that. That's yeah, now, my
0: handshake of Bryce Harper. Yeah, because you're old.
1: A handshake. <laughs> All right. Uh Jack, we get a few things to get into before our final thoughts. Heading to St. Louis. St. Lou, Jack.
0: Dude, I'm just gonna be honest. I don't feel good about this series. Oh,
1: what a shock. You never feel
0: good about this. I know, series. but like the, the Cardinals rake.
1: Uh, who predicted them to go to the World Series? This guy. Nice. I'm with you. I, on this podcast, I guess you weren't paying attention when I said it on this podcast. Joe Giulio was. Joe Giglio mentioned on the air, he's like, oh, yeah, you picked the Cardinals to go to the World Series. I was like, my guy listens to the IO podcast.
0: Chili, remember that? Chile did. You didn't. Nice.
1: Anyway, I think the Cardinals are good. That's my takeaway.
0: The Cardinals are good, um, but I, I will say that I think the Phillies got a fair draw pitching wise this weekend. They got a
1: yeah. I think they got a good draw.
0: I mean, I mean, Nicholas has just been eh.
1: He's been bad. Yeah, and they gave him a bunch of money. We do get your boy on uh, on Wednesday though. I you hear something funny? I almost said Sunday. Yeah, I almost said Sunday. you getting there. I'm getting there. You should, Wednesday. Be, you should
0: be better on Monday podcast. <laughs> I should be better anyway. on the days of the week. It was always. literally just yes. Sunday yesterday.
1: I should always be better, Jack. Don't give me any sort of leeway here. Uh, Jack Flaherty on sun- uh, Wednesday. Jesus Christ.
0: Yep, you blew it. I, all right, Jack Flair on Wednesday,
1: so you get to see your guy.
0: Yeah, Jack Flair, and he's just been eh this year. And
1: too, but nasty. You watch him; the stuff's there. It's yeah, just...
0: he, he seems like he's having the same trouble that Nola has. Like he he doesn't have total command of that curveball yet or slider yet. Um, so he'll be he'll figure it out against the Phillies, I'm sure. Oh, that's <laughs> what everyone
1: does. No hitter coming yeah, on, on Wednesday. Uh,
0: Nola versus Dakota Hudson. Dakota Hudson was a pretty big prospect. He's been but bad though. He's just like nah. flat out yeah, bad. He's not good. Yeah, he's not good. So um, it's a it's, big one for Nola. It's a it's a big it's a yeah. I mean, because we've
1: been seeing some like incremental improvements with him. A little bit better each time, but not vintage Nola yet, and there's a really good lineup.
0: If Nola gives them seven innings less than two runs, I mean, we'll, we'll get a... Nola will be back at that point. Like, I mean, it's a it's a good lineup. If you want me I mean, to, they are raking. If you want to buy into Nola being back to being Nola again, this is the kind of team that he has to sh- dominate against because like his last two starts have been against the Tigers and the Marlins.
1: Yeah, no, this is a big matchup. They got some offense on that team. Obviously, you mentioned Goldschmidt has been Raking for them, Ozuna's been raking.
0: Uh, Paul DeYoung, uh, who I wasn't sure could don't hit. Don't tease my Kurt Suzuki <laughs> Award winner coming up.
1: Paul DeYoung is a really nice guy. I was to not a fantasy expecting team. that from Paul. Nice job, nice job nailing the name. Paul DeYoung. It's DeYoung. Young. I'm so, I, When I first hold saw on, it, wait, are you questioning me? I'm just saying you nailed the name.
0: Yeah. Well, I do. You're when not. When I this first is, saw that, that's my role in this podcast. I know. You're the one. That gets we were very name. close
1: to. It could have been a Paul DeYoung type of thing. Yeah. It's De Young. Yeah, the Young. I found out how long did it take you i argued with a buddy about it and he was and, right now
0: oh <laughs> man you just can't do it I,
1: that one i didn't really argue strongly because i had never actually been said i just as it was like oh i assumed it was de jong and he's like no it's de young and i looked it up and it was de young yeah. so i'm happy i found out
0: look at you look at me taking some accountability all de young for your problems he's good uh, he's good so yeah i did i this this <laughs> cardinals team rakes um in
1: st louis in st
0: louis they have they have talented pitchers on the mound, which I always just assume are going to figure it out against us. Mm-hmm. I mean, they. Just, sorry I'm not feeling too confident after nine K's from Jeremy <laughs> Helix and, and Anibal Sanchez. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: You're facing someone who's actually good. i yeah. worry a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah.
0: So, a little bit. It'll be a big measuring stick series. I mean, I think these are two of the top four teams in the NL. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would say Dodgers. The, the
1: Do- It's the Dodgers. <laughs> then we could discuss the other teams. Yeah. So, Dodgers,
0: yes. Phil's. Cubs are 19 and 12. Now I mean, they Cubs won, are in first straight.
1: place, technically, half game up on uh, the Cardinals. So I would say those those are the four that yeah. kind of stick out to you. And then if you want to throw the Braves in there, you can throw the Braves in there. Well, the Phil's are ahead
0: of them in the standing. Yeah, so. game and a half up. We don't have to do that. Yeah, yet. screw the race. So. You know, you're certainly not throwing in there the Mets or the Nationals because they stink. Dude, that Nationals lineup this weekend was, it was, I could not believe that it was that bad. They're bad. It was a minor league team. I
1: mean, granted, they're missing Soto, they're missing Rendon, they're missing Trey Turner, they're no, missing no. some names, but of course. they're bad right now. Very bad. And did you hear about their plane, too, by the way?
0: No. <laughs> oh,
1: they had an engine problem. They were on the the tarmac till like four in the morning or Here? something like that. Yeah, in Philly to fly to Milwaukee.
0: I'm shocked to the They Philly got a airport. 640
1: game. So if you're a betting man, bet on the Brewers tonight. Guessing it's not going to be a good day for the Nats.
0: I'm shocked the Philly airport did not come up close. <laughs> <laughs> I truly am.
1: All right. So we're premiering a new feature on this show. <laughs> yeah. In honor of Kurt Suzuki, who just crapped all over the Phillies this weekend. Yeah. Yes, this weekend. Yes. and is and thing. All right. And again, 7-for-17 seven before four homers against the Phillies this year. Every time we go into a series, we're going to pick the Kurt Suzuki Award winner.
0: Yes, because it feels like in every single series of play, there's always that one guy yep. that just wears us out. The Kurt Suzuki, the Jeff McNeil, so on and so forth.
1: Yes. So you, you mentioned it already. I'm going to go with it. Phillies fans might not know who Paul DeYoung is. They will after this series. Paul DeYoung, we're going to hate that guy. After this series, he's been killing it lately. Homered yesterday. Uh, actually, when you look up uh, the last two weeks for the Cardinals, has been the best player on their team for the last two weeks from a war perspective. Um, I think Paul DeYoung is going to be really annoying.
0: He's going to wear us out? He's going to wear us out. All right. My Kurt Suzuki award winner this week, who is going to just own the Phillies, and he always does, he always has. And that is Marcelo Zuna. Mm -hmm. Marcelo Zuna, listen to these career stats. Dude,
1: I knew it. I didn't even want to go with such an obvious answer because he's been so great against the Phillies.
0: 285, 333. He has 20 homers against the Phillies. 20!
1: How many games? How is that even
0: possible? 20 games, or 20 homers in 82 starts. Get the hell out of here. (laughs) He destroys us. 20 homers? That's a lot of home runs That's against one team. That's a lot a of home team. runs
1: against one team for yeah. someone who hasn't been in baseball that long.
0: So we're wow. going gonna to get Marcelo Zunit again. Great. <laughs> it's
1: a good lineup, man.
0: Yeah, they're good. They're it's, talented. It's a, hey, man, if Vince, if Vince can bounce back, it's a big start. I mean, for Vince. It's a big if start Vince, Vince. Can, if Vince. Well, especially because last lineup, time
1: was the most... Vinny, Vince, yeah. start that we've seen this year. So. Sure was. It's a nice bounce back opportunity for Vinny. Yeah. And then uh, and then we get a uh, lockdown Eikhoff in game three, so that'll be nice. Never a doubt. Weird to think that we're going into a series with Nola Velasquez and Eikhoff pitching, and I feel the most confident in what I'm going to get from Eikhoff. That's weird. Yeah.
0: It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs>
1: it's really... If I had told you that in, in March, you would have been like, stop.
0: Well, someone did on this podcast predict that he's going to save the season.
1: Praise Eikhoff, not at the expense of Aaron Nola. All right, Fritzy. Uh, anything else before we get to final thoughts? Because I have um, one more thing before we get to final thoughts.
0: Yeah, let's just unload the notebook here. Ooh, unlo- <laughs> it's one of my favorite features of the show, yeah.
1: unloading of the notes.
0: Mike Alfranco, uh, his opposite field hit percentage right now is 36.5, which is a career high. Good for Mike Al. 36.5 is it's my it's guy. A- it's like a, it's like a Always
1: believed in him. Always believed in him. Always, always, him,
0: Jack. always, always did. Uh, it's it's like an it's like a big time career high too. Like when you look at on fan grass, it's like way. it's like, like, way, yeah. <laughs> it's like one of yeah.
1: the. What's the outlier here?
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, second one, Bryce Harper got a couple boos. Uh, last weekend as the Tigers, couple against the Tigers before the National Series, threw on the Eagles gear. Very smart man. He's now an Eagles fan. That welcome, is smart. Welcome to the club, yes. brethren. Yes,
1: and Phil Goslin did not do that, sadly, but we thought it might have been Phil. It's, it, it, it still might be, and he, used to, he was magnanimous and wanted to give Bryce the credit without saying, oh, right. that was me. Right. I mean, I think it was
0: still Phil. Let's do that. And my final note from final, the- Final,
1: non-final thought. Yes, thought from the notebook,
0: it. is that- uh, from the notebook,
1: from, uh, it's like Mel Allen over here. You got Twib
0: notes. Go yes. ahead. Is That's that a, is that Ben it's an Davis? Old man,
1: old man reference for you.
0: Ben Davis has made my personal list. Oh uh, no! I have a beef with Ben Davis. Oh no! It's very serious. Uh, he it was reported back to me that he said on the telecast after the the win on Friday that he was one. He was the only person that said that Adam Morgan was going to have a breakout season. Oh no! And man. I would just like to say Ben. First off, a little disappointed that a fellow Westchester guy does not listen to the podcast. Wow! What can you do? Um, uh, You were not at at all. I mean, we're we're talking about documentation.
1: All I'm going to say is I never heard. (laughs) I like that actually. Documentation. I actually really like that. That should be a thing. Uh, I never heard Ben Davis say it. I heard you say it. That's all I'll say.
0: Just people. The people know Ben. Should we 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 get
1: Ben on the pod to argue about about this?
0: (laughs) Ben sources say. That you are taking credit for Adam Morgan taking
1: just... shots at Jack Fritz.
0: Yeah, it feels like he's taking a personal shot at me.
1: Open shots. Speaking of which, let's talk about um, uh, one of the other color commentators talking about the Phillies because I have something in my notebook that I have to empty out. Friend of the pod, Kevin Franson of course, does great work on the radio with Scott will be Frans. back tonight. Happy birthday, Larry Anderson, today, He's buddy. going
0: from uh, St. Louis to Kansas City, and there's going to be so much barbecue that I'm so jealous.
1: Do you know why I'm bringing Kevin Franzen up? No. Because Jack committed pod folks. <laughs> pod-ultry. Jack Fritz, guest on Kevin Franzen's pod. Yeah, buddy. How about that? Did you feel betrayed? Uh, a little bit. I was alright with them. I'm confident in myself. I if
0: like. if if we're being honest, it wasn't even a good performance by me because every time I talked, I kept hearing myself. Like it kept like rotating. Through oh my phone. no! So like I could, I feel like it wasn't even making sense because I was just so trying focused to like on... hear the echo. Yeah, yeah, that's a it was horrible. Spot, so it wasn't even too. my best podcast performance, which happened well, today. Good, good, um, good. But yeah, no. Franny has a new podcast. Uh, Pine tar for breakfast. Mm. He's a big pine tar guy. Uh, There's a feature on the on the uh, on the Philly shows called Pine Tar Tuesdays.
1: It's gonna go to mm, love you, Cav. Mm.
0: Pine tar for breakfast. Nah. Um But it's okay. yeah, so he went from he went from it's no high hopes. I'll say that. Okay. In one week, he had like McCutcheon Burl, Kendrick, Fritz, Jack Fritz. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Which one doesn't belong?
0: All washed Kyle up- Kendrick is
1: the correct answer. I knock my water bottle on the ground,
0: all washed-up players. This is where I'm at. I'm a all mess washed right up now. All washed-up major league baseball players and a washed-up division two player.
1: <laughs> oh, buddy! All right. Uh, final thought time. Uh, I have three today. Wow, they're all stats.
0: Okay, factoids. My final thought is that with J. Roll getting inducted this week or J. Roll retiring this weekend,
1: all three see, again ridiculous. You retired a long time ago, but fine. But
0: Love you, J-Roll. But Larry I, I Anderson, hate the whole waiting to retire. Thing. Larry Anderson technically still has never retired. So Really? Yeah. Comeback <laughs> right. trail. Can't wait. LA. Yeah. Um, hey, I'd take him in this bullpen right now. Would you? No. They have the best bullpen in the NL, in the, uh, NL- <laughs> Easily. <laughs> it's not even close, which is crazy. Go Sad. ahead. So with, with Rollins getting his retirement thing on Saturday... All three of Rollins, Utley, and Howard should have their numbers retired. I don't care that they're not Hall of Famers. You have the best first baseman, best second baseman, best shortstop in team history during their, the, the best run in team history. I just think that if anyone else wears 6'11 and, and, and 26, it's just going to look weird. Those guys were the face of this team for five years, or for longer than that, but they had a five year window of the best era in Phillies baseball. They're the best at each one of their positions. And I think their jersey should be retired, even if they're not going to make the Hall of Fame. If Chase Utley didn't have bad knees, he's a no no doubt about it lock Hall of Famer. J-Roll's right on the outside of being a Hall of Famer. If Barry Larkin's a Hall of Famer, Jay rolls probably a Hall of Famer. Um, and Howard, obviously the injuries derailed him, but during that peak, he was the most feared hitter in baseball.
1: Okay, I think Chase Utley should be in the Hall of Fame, for what it's worth. I think he was a Hall of Fame player. I think J-Roll's close. I don't know if I put him in, but I, I think Larkin was a better player, but I get it. You can't retire the numbers. I'm sorry. Why? It's a ridiculous take. Why? How many pl- players in all Major League Baseball who are not Hall of Famers have their number retired? I don't know the number, but in, it might be zero. But it's the Phillies history. It might be zero. Like, you just don't retire numbers yeah, unless they're all The famer. Yankees
0: have, like, the Yankees retire everyone.
1: Really? Who's that? Who's a Hall of Famer who's not retired? Who's retired? None Name one it. Name one Yankees Hall of Famers. Numbers retired is not a Hall of Famer. It just doesn't happen. It's a really rare thing across baseball. I'm sure there are examples. Like before people start tweeting the pot, I'm going, ah, I'll bet you there's a max of one per team, if that ain't. Jeter. Well, Jeter's going to be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Look, the Phillies don't have and all their numbers retired right now are all Hall of Famers. Every single one of them. I get it. I think that they're, the, the retiring of a number is holy enough in baseball where I think it has to be the elite. Of the elite, of the elite, of the elite. Sorry. It's a controversial take here.
0: I couldn't disagree more. Okay. No, listen, we're, not, we're talking about the Phillies who are the quickest team to 10,000 losses. Uh, well, that's the argument Sorry. you want to Sorry. make. All right, so here's the thing. It's like, oh, let's put them on the wall of fame with Bobby of Well, Abreu. see, here's
1: the problem. They ruined the wall of fame. The wall of fame should have been that spot where it mattered to put something like that on there and then... Not retired. The number. The problem is when you dilute the Wall of Fame with Mike Lieberthal and Bobby Abreu and all this stuff. Then it's like, who cares? So I
0: get it. Oh, I by the way, Don Mattingly's not a Hall of Famer.
1: Oh, Don Mattingly's number's retired. All right, yes. but that was a mistake by the Yankees. Regardless, they're allowed one. But you really had to work for that. You're really looking. Well, so I'm there's just, one. I, I knew. There I were... said maybe there's one.
0: I knew there was Yankees that are that are have their number retired. They're not Hall of Yan- Famers because they are Yankee. great. But they are great Yankees. Like Yankee. Pedro. All right, so Pedro has his number retired by the Red Sox? Pagers Hall of Famer. He's, he's retired. Wait hold on. Where did I hear that from? Yeah, Pagers Hall of Famer. So play for a lot of teams though.
1: Yeah, but he's a Hall of Famer. Again, Hall of Fame. It
0: matters. Andy Pettit? Uh no. His numbers retired by the Yankees.
1: Is it? Did they retire it? the Yankees have gotten soft very clearly as the as Bernie Williams? Did. Oh, they did the four. That's
0: because they Bernie did all, Will- But this
1: okay. is the same thing. I, I I agree. I don't think that was right to do it. I think the Yankees made a mistake. But here's the thing.
0: All right. The Wall of Fame is dog crap. I agree. That's the problem.
1: Look, in this to... unique situation, because of how dog crap the Wall of Fame is, like, I get it. I Look, if they retire their numbers, I'm not going to be upset about it. I'm going to be oh, okay you going with... to be in
0: the stands, classic old man yelling no, at the clouds? No, he just said
1: I'll be okay with it. He'll be fine with it. I just think that the, the retiring of the numbers should be for Hall of Famers.
0: That's all. Yeah, I just think this is. I would normally agree with you. It just, I think it's a unique situation. I mean, it's a unique where, situation where the it, you, listen. Are you really not going to put the the best first base and second baseman short? It's a fair point. 18, I get what you're
1: saying. Look, I could be convinced of it. I don't feel incredibly strongly on the other side, but I'm also okay with them not retiring.
0: I just. Can you imagine Utley, Rollins, and Howard next to Lieberthal? No, I agree you. with you. The
1: Wall of Fame screws it up. We can agree the Wall of Fame is a joke.
0: <laughs> you don't have to do it every year. Like, that's the problem. Like, you don't have to do it every year. You know, Phillies, you know, you, you can spread it out. Oh,
1: I agree. It should be way spread out. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to fight you on this. If they retire their numbers,
0: I'll be fine with it. Is it? Yeah. The, I, the Wall of Fame is one of the most frustrating it's things. It's a joke. I wish they would just get rid of the whole Wall of Fame. Restart. Want,
1: restart. <laughs> Start over. Make it an actual Wall of Fame instead of a Wall of Good or a Wall of Okay. All right. My final thoughts. Much less controversial. You know, me. How many uh, stolen bases the Phillies are on pace for this year? Twelve. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Thirty-four. <laughs> that's sad. As
1: a team,
0: yeah, that's- they
1: are on pace to steal thirty-four bases and, as a team.
0: And I like the analytic movement. It's not to be old man in the cloud thing, but like part of the game that I love is is. The Zach Eflin squeeze yep. yesterday, which is just that's baseball. Baseball, that's beautiful baseball. Yep. Um, and stealing bases, like it just adds excitement. It's
1: fun. It's a fun thing. It's gone. It makes me sad, and especially for the well, Phillies,
0: we're going to get a high dosage of running this week with the Royals.
1: Yeah, they're <laughs> the only team in baseball that runs. And they run a lot.
0: Yeah, they run a lot. Um, well, and we got Realmuto, so yeah, So we'll be fine. Good try.
1: Um, twenty-five. I told you this. I texted you this. All twenty-five of the fastest pitches thrown in baseball this year. Thrown by the same guy.
0: Former Eagles linebacker Jordan
1: Hicks. Correct. Who we're going to see. Well, hopefully we don't see because these are closer. But St. Louis is closed, Jordan Hicks. 25, fast, suspicious baseball. And this one's just for you, Jack, because this is this blew my mind. And this is courtesy of Jason Stark in his useless information department article. If you don't read it, it might be worth getting an athletic just for that article. But did you know that for the first time in baseball history, it took until April 30th this year? April 30th. For the average cum of starters ERA to go above reliever ERA. So essentially until April 30th, starters had a lower ERA than relievers. That's that's a long time. That's crazy, right? Like, that shouldn't happen.
0: Baseball. Baseball. Speaking of starters ERA, the Philly starters ERA is now 3.02. Really? Pretty sure.
1: That's fantastic.
0: How about that, Jack? What a way to end. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're they're pitched for for a team without Dallas Keuchel. They are, you know, <laughs>
1: Dallas big... Keuchel not getting signed after the draft anymore. Sucks for Dallas.
0: Yeah, well, neither him nor uh him, him nor him nor Kimbrell. Kimbrell. Oh, speaking of the draft. Oh,
1: one more. Speaking oh of the draft, no, I let. I let yeah, there it is. We we're almost done, and then the draft came up. Uh, this last, is about to the, really the mock quick, that Just came out. Whatever. Keith
0: Law put out his mock draft today and had the Phillies taking Zach Thompson number fourteen overall. Let me just say big fan. <laughs> I'm in on the Zach Thompson pick. I'm in on taking a talented pitcher in the first round because the Phillies have done <laughs> Phillies a- don't do that, Jack. No, they, they it's not that. It's just like they've been taking such lottery tickets on like the on, on the, the the international players that Give me a talented player in the first round and figure and like use the resources that you have that have turned into Cisco Sanchez, have turned into Adonis Medina, have turned into Spencer Howard, and use it on a really talented pitcher. He's a lefty. Uh, he has a two ERA in the SEC this year. He's a lefty pitcher. Oh, Let's, give me do a lefty. Let's do go it. a lefty. Let's go lefty. He's got the bulldog look at him. Oh, i Big game Zach Thompson. Young left-handed Pavetta. That's what they're calling him. I'm coining him now. Big game Zach Thompson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, go Phillies in St. Louis. Go Phil Goslin. Go, Phil Gosselin, our favorite friend of the pod. And uh,
0: and I'm having a Reddit AMA on oh, Friday. Yeah.
1: Friday. Reddit AMA for Jack Fritz. You can ask him anything
0: you want. Yeah, and the Philly, the Phillies Reddit. Um, so go to Phillies Reddit Friday at noon.
1: Well, we'll hype that
0: up again on Thursday. Doing an AMA. Because
1: we'll be back Thursday to talk Royals and wrap up the Cardinals uh, who season can't, and all that. I'm,
0: Looking forward to talking some Royals baseball. Break
1: down some Alberto Mondesi, baby. Let's go. A little Brad Keller.
0: Let's get into it. Adam or uh, uh, Alex Gordon has been there for two decades. It's been great this year. All of a sudden, the him, Alex Gordon rebirth. Which is which is more shocking? Him being able to hit or Jason Hayward?
1: They're like the same guy. <laughs> same thing. Same amount of shocking. All right. We'll be back later to give you more Alex Gordon analogies and whatnot. Uh, until then, go Phillies. He's Fritz. I'm Seltzer. We'll talk to you
0: later.